1: everybody. Rev here. Just a few quick reminders. We do have some sets of the Crit Show D6s in the store still. Also, the project on Podchaser, where they are doing donations for every review that we get, has been extended until the end of the month of April. Uh, So if you want to go to podchaser.com and find the Crit Show, you can leave us a review there and they will make a donation to a COVID-19 relief fund. Uh, And then we will also double that donation by leaving a response to your review. And lastly, last week I had talked about the cosplay contest that we're going to do for our two-year anniversary. Now there is a specific place on the website where you can go to submit those entries. That is thecritshowpodcast.com slash anniversary. So dig through your closets and let me see your Damien's and your Margaret's and your Landara's. Uh, The deadline for that, again, is May 24th. Uh, and we will be announcing the winner on May 27th. I hope you're all taking care of yourselves, and it's time to let the recap roll.
2: I could put together a message that gets how, how, when,
1: and he responds with another seven digit phone number and the message breaks down to watch me. So this vision appears in front of you and it's not like normal where you can hear and see, you can only see, but you see Ori with a group of people and they're standing in a hangar and someone is rolling a crate off of a plane. And then on a table is a vest and you can see this device. Ice attached to the vest and someone is standing in the front and they're holding a control in their hand and it's got a couple different buttons on it and they're gesturing to the crate and then they're talking about the vest and they hold it up and they push a button and it arms and then they push another button and you actually see a light on the crate turn on and the door drops and covered in soul bat twitching and stretching and flapping its wings is Mosquito Dan and they pick up the vest and they take it over and they start to wrap it around him. I will put together a message that breaks down to GPS him. As ever it starts to lower you all towards the ground, you see the lights of the helicopter pinpoint onto Mosquito Dan. He is covered in soul bat, his wings flapping quickly. He's wearing a large dark vest and in his right hand is a cylinder with a button at the top. TJ, you have been acting as Lookout for Everett as he pilots this helicopter. Jake has told you that you are close to the signal, and as you lower towards the ground, you see Mosquito Dan covered from head to toe in soul bat, a vest around his torso, and a small cylinder with a button in his right hand. What are you doing?
3: He's below us, right?
1: No, he's in front of you now.
3: Okay. I'm going to point him out to everybody, uh, especially
2: Everett. What do we want to do? I know we want to trap him, but what do we want to do? Him being pointed out to us. Can we also see that he's got the detonator?
1: Yeah, I think so. Everybody's like craning around to peek over the middle seats.
2: He's got the detonator. I mean, we got to get that away from him. Or at least make it to where he can't press the button. Because even if you trap him, he could still hit the button. Right. And you notice
1: he looks over his shoulder because the helicopter is loud and there are lights. And he starts to maneuver towards the ground.
2: Uh, Everett, can you bring us up alongside him?
1: I mean, not for the whole time. He's kind of deep in those trees, but I can certainly stay near him for a moment.
2: Okay. Okay. TJ, still trap him. I can jinx him. And then, you know, if he tries to use the remote, I can put a jinx on him and he won't be able to. And that'll buy us at least a moment. Okay. And, but then what? I mean, if he just
4: hits the ground. Do you think you can catch him?
2: Yeah, I can try. You and I can both kind of be like waiting in the wings. Like you can try and catch him. If, if ever can get us up next to him and we get an opening where he's on the side, you can reach out the door and catch him. And if you blow it, I can jump out and you know fly down and like try and stop him before he hits the ground or something.
3: Okay. That's great. It's
2: got a good plan and a plan B. <laughs> and Well, yeah, pseudo a pseudo plan B. Okay. It also <laughs> all has to happen in a split second. All right, let's get down.
1: All right. So Mosquito Dan is dodging and weaving among the trees and he comes back up along the tree line for a moment and Everett starts to pull up beside him what's happening
3: i'm going to trap him when he's close
1: enough okay so like where when he's close enough when he's in line of sight when he's within arm's
2: reach within arm's reach rule use magic Uh, and i would like to simultaneously jinx because if he gets trapped he could still hit the button these kind of both have to pop off at the same time okay rule jinx yeah 12 also 12. All
1: right, so you have done this before. The rope flies off of you and out the window of the helicopter and wraps around him and his wings stop flapping and he starts to fall towards the ground.
2: As this is popping off, I'm going to use one of my jinx hold to interfere with what a monster is trying to do. Um, I want to interfere
4: with his ability to push that button. Okay. I'm ripping the door open to try to snag him.
1: Roll act under pressure to reach out and grab. Grab a hold of Mosquito Dan before he falls past the helicopter door.
4: Okay. Nine.
1: So you can grab a hold of him, but you're going to take some damage. Or you're going to grab the vest, but he's going to slip out of it. Or in the jostle of the helicopter, you're going to lose something from inside the helicopter.
4: God damn it. I assume I can't see whether or not the vest is attached to the detonator, can I?
1: You can't. Um, Nobody took the time to examine the situation before you started this plan.
4: Uh Uh-huh. I think I just take the hit.
1: So you reach out and you grab his vest and you can see that his wings aren't moving and the soul bat is Bubbling around him, but the movement becomes more furious as little sections of it lift off, and you can see these softball-sized mosquitoes that must have been on his back start to pop off of him and land on you and stick their noses into your arms. You take two points of damage, armor-defeating, as his brood starts to attack you and swarm
2: inside of the helicopter.
1: What's everybody doing?
2: Bleeding out. I'm trying to get the detonator away from him. Roll under pressure. Fuck
1: nine you can get the detonator away from him but you also are going to take some damage from the swarm that is coming off of his body or you're going to trigger something on the vest not the explosive but something on the vest you're going to you're going to mess with something some key part of it as you're reaching to get through this or all of the struggle inside of the helicopter that's going on all of the chaos the panic is going to force everett to land i will also take the brood damage all right so you take two points of damage armor defeating as more of his brood come off of his back and his thighs and his chest and start to glom onto you tj
3: i'm gonna look back at Tass and i'm going to invoke my healing spell on him all right we'll use magic and this is one of my practitioned ones so i get a plus four that's a nine
1: all right what's your glitch
3: I'll take one harm, ignore armor.
1: All right. So you focus some of your life force out of your body into Tass. Tass, you heal one point of damage. Tass, you have felt this life force flow into you. What are you doing?
4: I've seen that Jake has
2: the detonator, right? Correct. And just a clarification question. In getting it away from him, do I realize whether or not it is attached? It is attached. Okay. Okay.
4: Okay, so is this set up in a way that I think I can rip the vest off of him? Uh yeah, I think so. Okay, I think I want to try to do that.
1: All right, roll act under pressure. <laughs> 11. You reach across this just chaotic space. Jake is leaning across. The brood is coming off of his back. Scott and Alex and Eric and Susanna are all swatting at these, trying to get their weapons drawn. And you grab the vest by the shoulders and rip it. And you were able to pull it off of him. Jake, what are you doing?
2: Uh, without knowing exactly how he works in relation to regular soul bats and vampire soul bats and stuff, I'm going to try to give him a bite. All right, roll act under pressure. Damn it. Gross.
1: Eight. All right, so you can avoid one of his brood coming off into your mouth. (laughs) Um, But you're going to take a little damage from attempting this, or he's going to flail around and kick you backwards, or something's going to get jostled out of the helicopter in the struggle and the tight space here where there are seven people plus a creature. I guess I'll let him knock me back. All right, you lean in to give him a bite and more of this brood is just coming off of his body and you stagger backwards and as you do he flails out with his foot and the next thing you feel is free fall
2: oh that's all right i can fly yep i'll I'll catch up to the helicopter Uh, but the (laughs) helicopter tears past you i'll go as fast as i can trying to catch up i know i'm not going to make pace but hopefully someone notices i fell out and will slow it down eventually yeah tj what are you doing
3: tass we got the vest we got it i would like to borrow a specific place specifically the helicopter from mosquito dan and his brood
1: Uh, Uh, You'll have to pick one because they
3: are not the same creature. Oh, then
4: Mosquito Dan. All right. We'll use magic. A six. Can I try to help him? How? Uh, I mean, he's up front still, right? Yes. Since it's close quarters and I'm right here, like literally say, toss me the chalk and like take the other piece of whatever he needs to make this stuff. I've seen him do this and I could sort of finish off the circle or whatever it is that he has to make back here.
1: Uh, Okay. So you're completing this side since there's this row of seats blocking him and you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Roll help out. I believe in you. Six. So Jake, you are about 30 yards behind the helicopter and there is a magical pulse that ripples out from the helicopter and you see three bodies thrown out of the helicopter as it continues to streak forward. What are you doing? Who are they? Roll read a bad situation.
3: Six. Did we just roll six, six, six? Yes, we did. A portal from hell opens, and Damien O'Doyle comes in and <laughs> saves the day. Oh, my God. What a house rule that would be. So
1: I was like, okay, here's the deal. Whenever you guys roll three sixes in a row, it summons Damien, and he will help with one thing. <laughs> oh,
4: my God. Now, please. Can that now? Can I start now, yes. please?
1: Unfortunately not. Oh. Um. So the thing that you do know is that in this magical pulse, two people have been blasted out of the left side, one on the right and when you last were in the helicopter, TJ, Tass, Susanna, and Scott were on the right. Everett, Sherry, Eric, and Alex were on the left.
2: Do I think that the two on the left are close enough that I could grab both of them?
1: Yeah. I'm going to go for that. All right. Roll act Under Pressure. Three. Inside the helicopter, this magical explosion goes off. It's a flurry of light and sound. And Taz, from your point of view, it almost seems like Mosquito Dan is blown out of the soul bat and out of the helicopter as it engulfs you. TJ, as you look back, you see Everett and Sherry blown out the side of the helicopter across from you. And Alex starts to panic and leaps up into the front and tries to take over controlling the helicopter. And she slowly brings it down to the ground. You get the helicopter landed and there's no sign of Mosquito Dan and Tass is covered in this soul bat. What are you doing?
3: So it's engulfed completely, Tass? Yes. Tass,
4: are you okay?
1: Tass, through this weird veil of darkness, you can hear TJ talking to you.
4: Can I do anything? You can. TJ?
3: Do I hear him? You do. Is this thing sporting the the two yellow eyes like a regular soul bat? Yes. I want to wave my hand in front of its eyes. You
1: see TJ waving his hand in front of your eyes.
4: I think I want to see if I can move my hand down to my light mace and click it on.
1: As your hand gets about three inches from it, it freezes. Don't try to hurt me. The other one tried to use me. I will not be used again.
4: Hey, buddy, you probably already know we're not technically on your side, but in this situation, we are very much on your side. You know they wanted to nuke Indianapolis, right? Yes. We don't want that. We do not want that. That's why we stopped this and wrestled the thing off of him. And if you let me go, we will get rid of it. I promise you we will get rid of this and nothing will be getting nuked. I stay with you now.
1: Jake, you have dove towards the two figures falling out of the left side of the helicopter. But there are so many trees and branches that get in your way, you cannot track them. And you hear the sound of an impact. I want to rush to wherever I heard him land. I don't think it takes very long for you to keep heading in the direction you saw the two of them plummeting. You find them in a heap together on the floor of this forest. And then after a moment, you hear a little bit of moaning and the heap starts to shift. I want to get close enough to see what's happening. So you walk over towards the sound and Sherry's hand slowly reaches up. The arm is broken and there is blood and you scoop her up and you can see that Everett is not moving.
2: He got a hold of me and he he got under me
1: at the last second.
2: He knew how important you were. He knew nothing
1: else mattered. And she starts to cry and buries her face in your chest. And Jake, in this moment, as she leans into you, crying, the blood running down her arm, roll Act Under Pressure Not to Feed.
3: Oh, shit.
2: That is an 11.
4: Oh.
1: There is this moment again where you feel this heat rising. And you don't even feel like it's just you that is disgusted with this idea in the moment. You feel that same repulsion coming from that feeling in the back of your brain. And you start to fly back towards the direction you saw the helicopter going. TJ, here you sit looking at
3: soul bat covered Tass. Can I hear the soul bat
4: talking to him? You cannot. Tass, who are you talking to? It. You can hear it? Yeah, we've got some venom shit going on here, bub. And somewhere deep in the back of your head, you feel
1: something else. A voice that you haven't talked to in quite a while, struggling and gurgling.
4: Is it my other self? It is. Oh, God. I think it's drowning out this task. This
1: one is so filled with hate.
4: I, too, have been one of two natures.
1: I will make it so it is just you and I.
4: Good God. I mean, it stopped me from moving. Is that something that I feel like I can struggle against? Yes. This might be a nonsense question. Do I feel like other me would have a better chance at it if I gave up control?
1: At this point, you're not entirely sure other you is there based off the sounds you've heard emanating from the back of your brain. Oh,
2: Jesus. Then I'm going to try.
1: Roll against the grain.
2: Is this like soul bat grain now that he's fighting?
1: It is. It is. Now he's got a different will that he is pushing against.
4: That's a 10.
1: All right. So you reach down and you grab your light and you click it on.
4: Does it react in any way?
1: Uh, What are you doing with it? Like you've turned it on. It's hanging at your side.
4: I mean, the usual thing is to make a hole is to make it wave off, so to speak. And I know these things take a while to fully attach to you, take you over. So I'm just trying to wave this thing over me everywhere and see if I can like loosen it up and get it off.
1: As soon as you start to wave the light over you, you are in excruciating pain. It feels like someone is setting your nerve endings on
4: fire. Oh,
1: good ah shit why would you hurt us because
4: you like the other one i don't want you on me so i'd say that yeah we're
3: probably like the other one could i cast communicate with something i don't normally communicate with yes nine what's your glitch It has a problematic side effect.
1: You get this splitting headache as it feels like something in your brain shifts and you can hear the things that this is whispering into Tass's head. But even more than that, maybe 20, 30 feet away, you hear three or four other little voices. They're not coming any closer, but you can hear what they're saying.
3: What are they saying?
1: They're talking about healing father, getting father home, getting him away from here.
3: Oh my God. It's Mosquito Dan's kids. That's horrendous. All right, Tass and uh, Solbat, if you want to help us, because we kind of want to help you, help us to defeat Mosquito Dan and his brood. And I'm going to go outside and see if I can see Mosquito Dan or his kids.
1: And about that time, Jake lands holding Sherry in his arms.
3: Where are you going? Mosquito Dan's brood is... Trying to save him. I'm trying to keep them at bay. Tass is in the helicopter. He's covered in the soul bat, but it's not attacking him.
1: No keep at bay. No keep at bay. We leave. We leaving.
3: Oh, now they're leaving according to what they're saying, but- And you can tell they
1: are responding to you speaking English to Jake.
3: Where are you guys? We no
1: tell. We go away now. You you stay there. We leave.
3: All right, if you come at us at all, we are going to burn you to death. Do you understand? Yes, no fire. Who are you talking to? I can understand the soul bats. I, I I did a magic spell. Are there a bunch of them around here? Well, yeah. It was the ones that were on Mosquito Dan's
2: brood. Where are they? They're out in the woods somewhere. Okay. Is she okay? She's alive. She's not great. Everett's gone. You mean he's- Yeah, he um took the brunt of the hit to keep her alive. Who went out the other side? Mosquito Dan. Well, either he's dead or he's gone, but I don't feel like he's much of a problem now unless he's going to come back for this thing, but she needs to be tended to. Can you try and patch her up?
3: Yeah. And I want to use heal one harm on Sherry.
2: All right. We'll use magic.
1: That's a 16. All right. This magic rolls out of your fingertips and you see her broken arm reset and the skin over it start to knit back together.
2: Is that better? You feeling okay?
3: Yeah, yeah, that
1: helped. We got to get this done.
2: Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm going to go check out the Tass as a soul bat situation while he's tending to her.
1: All right, you turn and walk back towards the helicopter. Sitting in one of the bucket seats is Tass, kind of. It's the proper form, but you see the black, inky darkness and the large yellow eyes, and
2: it turns and looks at you as you approach. So what's going on here?
4: Something went wrong. It flash fused to me.
2: How's the other
4: guy taken that? I think he's dead. What? I I think it I think it consumed him. Are you in control? A little bit, yes. A little bit no. I tried to burn it off and it just hurt. You know when they when they push back, like when he took control and killed that guy? Yeah. I think that's a much bigger problem now.
2: Do you think your like your life forces are one?
4: I don't know. I think so. I keep thinking about you ripping it off of Rev on our side and I think it's fused. I don't think that's gonna happen here. I don't know if I can help you guys anymore. If I go on this thing and and it fights back, I'm just as big a danger to you as I am a help.
2: So what do you want to do about it instead? I don't know. I don't know what I am. Solbat, what are your thoughts on the matter? What's your
4: motivation? What do you want? Do I get a sense that it understands him now that everything's calmed down a little bit?
1: You get the feeling that if it were to pay attention and like process through your brain what was being said to you, it could understand, but it's not.
4: I don't think it's listening to you. Like it's not taking the time to hear you. Should I? Does this one wish to speak to us? Yeah, he's got a good question, I suppose. Go on. Try again.
2: And to me, this is just a a nonsense, one-sided conversation. Yeah. Solbat, what do you want? To live not under the thumb of someone else's
1: mental domain.
4: Can I ask a question then? Yes. What happens when I continue to fight back when I don't want you to be in charge?
1: Control is my right. It was stripped from me by the vampires. I am less than what I was.
4: Were I full strength, my old self. You would be my puppet. I see. So they did something to you. Yes. Huh. What if we found something else for you? Something easier to control? Ease is no longer an option. I may only force
1: against my own self-preservation.
4: Got it. Well, I'm not going to give you an easy time. Nor I you. I expect no less. I'm going to turn back to Jake. All right, there's kind of an understanding here. He's changed. It's like they stripped it of something so that he can't take control the way that most of them do. So I can keep coming, but anything that goes against its self-preservation, it's going to fight me. So I come along and I try my damnedest, or I come along and I maybe kill one of you guys. I I don't know. I don't know what to do. I want to be there and protect you guys, but it was only a few hours ago I killed a guy. This is all so fucked up, you guys. Jesus Christ, there's a nuke sitting next to me. We're so goddamn cocky. I don't know what to do. What the fuck do we do, you guys? It's so easy to pretend we have the answer, but holy shit. I died once and I've never been this scared. I'm never scared when it's just me. We're looking at a whole world for the first time. We're looking at a whole world and we might kill it. And I think I just slumped back. You're absolutely right,
3: Tass. We might just end up killing this entire world. But if we do nothing, we're going to end up killing the entire universe.
4: All right, man. I'll come with you guys. We'll get this thing done. But if this thing takes over, don't you hesitate. Do you understand me, both of you? Loud and clear. Yeah, man.
1: So Tass, mechanically speaking, you still have the move against the grain. It works the exact same way. The difference that you have now is that you have plus one tough and plus one armor and a weakness to light. Woof.
3: Okay. I'm sure we're not going to go to any place that has a lot of light or anything in it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And so I think just for conversation around the table, you know, and the things that we have seen here in the last couple of moments, you know, you clearly understand that something has been done to this soul bat and it cannot take control. And you saw the light from the helicopter not hurt it, but when you used light on yourself, it hurt. And so I think the understanding here is that Because essentially against Dan it did not succeed, it had to stay protecting him. It could not pull away to protect itself the way that you see it pull away whenever you fight soul bats. Got it. And so if you were in a situation where you're being hit by the light and you want it to essentially stay there, keep the one armor, you've got to win that against the grain or else it will peel away to protect itself and you'll lose that armor.
4: Cool. Yeah, makes sense.
1: God, did I just give you an... What's your tough now? Is Plus it Plus three. Okay, good. And
4: I could still level up and take another tough.
1: <laughs> I think it says max three, though. No, I think I scratched <laughs> that out.
4: I'm pretty sure.
1: Um, So you have all gathered back at the helicopter. It's like 945 at night. The helicopter has been pretty quickly landed but it's not in bad condition. The others are kind of unsure what to do as this is all happening and so there's a little bit of busy work of checking the packs checking the magic bag making sure that everything is still where it needs to be in working order but finally as you come to the end of your conversation Sherry does step back into the helicopter we've got about 9 hours before daylight what's the plan and what do we do with that and she indicates to the nuke sitting on the passenger seat.
4: I hate to say that's something we need to come up with a greater plan for later, like hide it for now and and then decide what to do with it. But yeah, I, God, I don't know. Can I like look this thing over and just see if there's anything about it we need to know? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, if, I don't want to accidentally set the damn thing off.
1: Uh, no, you can roll investigate a mystery. I promise you a fail will not be accidentally pushing the button.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. You let something of yours slip. Uh... Oh my god.
4: <laughs> well, thank god you uh, said that on my goddamn snake eyes. But that plus I think uh, a few others, I'm not the only one that just leveled up, am I? No, I leveled up when I missed the catch.
2: All right. So what's everybody taking? Uh, I am going to take a move from the Searcher playbook called Just Another Day. When you have to act under pressure due to a monster phenomenon or mystical effect, you may roll plus weird instead of plus cool. We never come across any of those
4: things, so I don't know why you're taking it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tass. I have an idea for one, but I feel like I have to have a conversation with my new guest. Okay. About that. Go on. Um. So here's what I'm looking at, and we'll see what you think about it. Uh, I'm looking at the Initiate's Move, Sacred Oath. You may bind yourself to a single goal, forsaking something during your quest. Uh, getting the Keeper's Agreement on this, it should match the goal in importance and difficulty. While you keep your oath and work towards your goal, mark experience at the end of every session and get plus one on any rolls that directly help achieve the goal. And if you break the oath, take minus one ongoing until you've atoned. So I just like the thought of it's all on the line now. Everything has just gone so wrong. And I'm just doubling down on I, I have to make sure that this works. I have to make sure that if I'm coming along that I'm here to help these guys. And I'm so I'm wondering what that exchange might be for me to like level with this soul bat and and come to an agreement on oh to
1: like give something up to it
4: right right
1: all right so i think before we have this conversation what is your plan everybody where are you going now is the
2: plan the same
4: yeah i think so uh, you know, I think the little details of it, we have to work out like what, what are we just doing now in the middle of the night? Where are we hiding that kind of thing? Because we don't have anybody that can actually fly this thing anymore. Do we?
1: Alex can fly it enough to move it, okay, but it's but, not going to be what you saw ever doing, like chasing mosquito Dan and being able to do a fast takeoff and things like that.
3: Okay. Sure. That makes sense. I think what we want to do is probably
2: camp here. I wouldn't say it's what I want to do. Right. But I think it's what we're going to do.
3: Yeah.
1: So I think the next couple hours pass without much incident. You all make a little bit of dinner, check through the supplies again, and of course you take the time to bury Everett. And as you're all standing around where you have dug this spot for Everett underneath a fir tree, Sherry starts to say a couple words and then shakes her head. I thought I would know what to say, but um, anything I would say, he already knows. We'll finish this, Dad. I promise. And she kneels down and rests her hand on the freshly packed earth for a moment. And then she stands up, turns, and heads back towards the helicopter.
2: I just want to say a quick like prayer to the Defender under my breath before we go back, asking him to look out for him and take care of him on the other side.
1: And as you all turn and head back to the helicopter, Tass stays behind, looking down at the grave. I have been sifting. I know what you plan to do, and I can help you. For a small price.
4: Now why would you want to help me?
1: Because I am no longer like my brethren. I cannot live a life of control. I must, for the most part, watch as the world goes by. But I know this is not you. Not the body, but the mind. You plan to go home somewhere else. I will help you do what you plan. Send away those who would scorn me now. And in exchange, when you leave this body will be mine.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, Where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster-hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- Dr. Tucker, what have I told you about keeping samples in the fridge? (sighs) Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.